Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Lindell Station podcast with me, Alan Goodwin. And uh, Ashton Hudson. And we are your family ministry team here at First Baptist Lindell. We're uh, excited to bring you another great episode. Yeah, a special edition episode a little bit of our Lindell Station podcast. Thank you for all the great feedback on our first episode last week. And we're excited to get right into it today, sharing a little bit more about um, who we are, what makes us tick, I guess what makes us tack, I don't know, I don't what know. makes us toe, tick-tack, I was, was kind of laughing last week. Uh, someone said that they, they could see t-shirts in the making, and I think right now we're, we're was doing... Was that someone you? No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. The uh, we Because we... I could. I, I'll start that rumor. Let's get Lindell Station t-shirts. Lindell, as a rumor. I was going to say, like we're doing good to get a podcast together. Like If I have to start making t-shirts, then we're... Like, I don't know. I might have to come straight from my closet, a little iron-on action. Absolutely. We'll do Lindell Station t-shirts, but you have to provide your own t-shirt. So we have a special edition for you this week, because if you didn't know, there's a special day on the calendar coming up on Saturday. Saturday is not only our party on the pavement, our awesome party with our family ministry. So we are recording this on Thursday, but you will most likely be listening to this either on Friday or Saturday. Maybe you're on the way to party on the pavement or you just left it. We hope you had a great time. But Saturday is a special day on the calendar. Some of us know of it as Trunk or Treat. Others might know it as Fall Festival or maybe Harvest Day. Or maybe if you're a heathen, you might call it Halloween. All Hallows Eve. Whatever day you call it on Saturday, it's a very spooky day. It's a very fun day. Ashton, I got a question for you. All right, fire away. What is your favorite Halloween movie? Oh, man. Halloween movies. Or a fall festival movie. Fall festival. I mean, like, you can never really go wrong with, like, Charlie Brown. But, like, I feel like that you get, like, a 20-minute snippet and you never actually really do get to enjoy the great pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought about sitting at a pumpkin patch all night long just to see what would happen, um, but then also realized the cops might get called on me because I'm yeah. sitting at a pumpkin patch all yeah. night long. Um, so there's, I don't know. It's like the, always the, the conundrum with this and like my favorite like April Fool's movie and like Groundhog Day movie. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out you know what it is there's just so many good ones out there. Uh, <laughs> good. It's my ones. name. Don't wear it out. But. Um, I think Disney has had some really good, like, timeless ones. Like, I know a ton of folks like the movie Hocus Pocus. Mm -hmm. But for me, like, I grew up with the Halloween Town movies. Oh, yes. So, like, Halloween Town, like, one and two and three. Like, one was, like, Akbar's Revenge. Yeah, the Cromwell sisters, the Cromwell witches. Oh, yeah. And so, uh,. I think it's maybe not a movie, but like a movie series is the Halloween Town movies. It, it might have been middle school me who had a crush on the girl. It oh, might have yeah. been the, the content of the movie itself. Uh, the fact that it was like Harry Potter-esque, but not really. Yeah. Halloween Town High gave me a false idea of what high school was going to look like. I thought there would be foreign exchange students everywhere and the schools would be beautiful. And Wait, your school wasn't beautiful? I mean, it was all right. Gotcha. It yeah. was Louisiana, so... Maybe it's just because we didn't have a fall, so everything about Halloween Town High made me think of what it would be like to be in a town that had fall, so that makes me really excited to be here 
um, in North Georgia, a place that actually does experience fall for longer than 30 minutes. It's very exciting. Well, it's only 35 minutes. Don't get your hopes up. It's still, it's still better. Goodness gracious. I tell people fall in Louisiana was you started to notice it around 7 p.m. You'd be like, huh, these leaves look like they're changing. You wake up in the morning and they're all on the ground. Um, that's about how long our fall was. So your favorite movie, you're going to say the series, the yeah. Halloween Town series. Okay. What about your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, I mean. Not favorite candy, favorite Halloween, Halloween candy. candy. So, like, there, there is a very distinct difference. Like, I remember, like, getting the, the trick-or-treat bag, taking it home, and doing the, the annual parents have to sift through, a.k.a. they're picking out the, the good ones for themselves, and then leaving the spare ones behind so uh, I can be the fat kid and eat them all later. Because hmm. um, portion control just doesn't exist when you're, like, eight years old. Mm-mm. And uh, there used to be, do you remember the skeleton lollipops? I do not. Okay. It it looked like a, like a skull head where like the front of it was like white and it was like cream and the back of it was fruit flavored. So like if it was like white and purple, it would be grape or white and orange. It'd have the orange flavor. There might be vague memories being stirred up. Okay. I remember eating one of those. Absolutely disgusting. Hate them. (laughs) Definitely not my favorite. Um, I, the, the pumpkin Reese's are okay, but like, I think they're regular Reese's cups still blow those out of the water. So if I had to go with favorite Halloween candy, ah, sixlets, I don't eat <laughs> sixlets any other time of year except for at Halloween and Christmas mm. because Christmas, you get the fun little green, white, and, uh, red packets, but mm-hmm. Halloween I just remember I got those at a daycare when I was like six years old, like adding a little wee little trick or treat, and I pulled it out, and I thought they were like M and M's. Come to find out, they're not, but they somehow were delicious. And so I think, kind of somewhere in my head, putting Halloween favorite candy and that memory of getting these ghetto M and M's. Sixlets would probably go down as my favorite Halloween candy. It's a pretty good choice. I remember Fruit Stripe gum oh, was like, like the big like one. with the zebra on it? Yeah, and you never wanted Fruit Stripe gum ever except for like November 1st and 2nd. Because it was bad by November 3rd. There's no way it was going to make it now, bad. Was that then. the one that had the tattoo you could put on your tongue? Yes. exactly the one. All right, so we've done favorite movie, favorite candy. What about your favorite costume that you've done, not just in general? Okay. Has to be one that you've done. So you know, we, there's always going to be those those parents who are like, "You can't dress up like this because I don't believe in it." Like you mm-hmm. know, yeah. You know, there's a video on Facebook I watched last night where the this guy was impersonating um, the Karens of the world, and oh, yeah. it was like, "We're not going to call it Halloween. We're calling it Harvest Festival, and you have to dress up as a biblical character." Huh. I didn't have parents like that, but my mom was very like. Or let's not wear a scary costume. So, like, kids would always have the scream mask with the big knife and maybe... That was the, a big thing in the early 2000s. Or the, the one with the little blood pump on it that had mm-hmm. come through. I thought that would be really cool. Yeah, if I even, like, thought about that, I'm pretty sure I got, like, the like the, the parent glare. Mm-hmm. Like, I could... I, I still feel it. Like, thinking about that mask right now, I'm feeling the eyes of my parents. <laughs> um, but... I mean, I went as, like, a ninja one year and a Power Ranger one year. Mm. But I think my favorite Halloween costume was when I was in college. And I still have this one, and I've worn it, like, 
probably about 40 times to things like outside of just Halloween. But I bought a gorilla suit. And, I mean, I've got my money's worth. I paid like 30 bucks for it on Amazon. I figured it'd be one of those cheap things. I'd wear it to a party. Um, and we'd just, you know, go from there. Uh, someone wanted a tree. Like, we decided to be a tree and a gorilla. <laughs> um, why the they did that? I think they took a prop costume from the theater department. Uh, but I love my gorilla suit. I've done some funny videos and stuff all through college with it. Um, but probably with that. But then I started thinking about my favorite costume. And I think about my least favorite costume. I lost a bet in high school that I had to dress up as a girl. It lasted about a total of four minutes oh, because man. I was not going to be caught dead in public <laughs> with this with this on. Um, so I had this like huge green like prom dress and some heels. So all you ladies out there that wear heels, like mad props, I could yeah. not do it. R e s b e c t to wow you, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. Um. So Halloween costumes. What yours? Huh. So my grandmother, for several years in a row, we went as these um, clowns um, that my grandmother used to make quilts. And she had leftover just kind of crazy pattern quilt material. And she made us these clown costumes. And so we went as that when I was very young. Um, so there's a lot of pictures of us in those. There's some fond memories in those costumes. But my favorite, looking back, I hated them when I was a kid. My favorite is because it's just so funny. Um, we would go as football players. Because that's what we had. Oftentimes we'd be like getting out of football practice and going to go trick-or-treating. And my mom would just like throw zombie makeup on our face. And we'd be running around in our football pads and everything like smelling to high heavens wearing just zombie makeup. Did you um, smell because you were a football player or did you smell because you were a zombie? Probably both. Okay. Probably just because I was a boy. That's wow. probably had a lot to do with it. But I remember um, the big thing was um, trying to figure out what are we supposed to tell people when they ask us what we are? You know, because if we're not, are we zombie football players? Like, what's the, what's the deal here? Are we dead football players? And if you remember the movie Beetlejuice, <laughs> when they're waiting to go into whatever this movie was calling the afterlife, um, there was this entire bus full of football players... <laughs> <laughs> and mom said just tell them you're the football team from beetlejuice as that's just the most hilarious Rhonda goodwin thing ever because it's so obscure that no one would have ever known what i was talking about and i still just look back and vividly remember my mom telling people telling people that we were the football players from beetlejuice as if that was a thing that's never been a thing on the history of the planet but it was in our family so Halloween brings up some fond memories for a lot of us. Uh, memories to trick-or-treating, to movies, or whatever it might be. Um, really, because it's just the start of truly our holiday season. It's the start of the, the big four. The Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. And it's such a, it's such a happy time. It can be a, a sad time as well. But there's a lot of memories associated with this time. But it also brings to mind a lot of things. This one specifically might bring to mind... Ghosts, Caspers, ghouls might bring to mind some of those evil Harry Potter novels. <laughs> it might bring to mind zombies or whatever it is. And in this kind of vein of Halloween, it started making me think, what are things from Scripture that kind of would 
tend to lend itself to this. What's something from there? And so I want to tell you a little story. And the way that I want to do this is I want to tell a story very kind of just quick. Um, a story from Scripture that many of us have probably heard dozens of times, hundreds of times even, if you're a super Christian, throughout your life. And it's a story that comes from John chapter 11. I want to tell you the story of Lazarus. So Lazarus was this guy that Jesus was very close to, um, very, very close to him. Um, Lazarus was the brother of Martha and Mary. Now they lived, um, uh, I think it was in Bethany. They, yeah, they lived in Bethany near the area where Jesus was ministering. Um, Mary, if you remember, was the girl who washed Jesus' feet with expensive oils. Um, so Jesus is very close to this entire family, and he finds out that Lazarus has fallen ill. Um, he was told about it, um, and instead of running over there quickly, because this was during the middle of um, his ministry in which he's performing tons and tons of miracles, and instead of running to go to see him quickly, he decides that he's going to wait two more days before he heads out on his journey to go see Lazarus. By the time that Jesus got there, Lazarus had already been dead. He had been dead for four days by the time Jesus got there. And Mary and Martha told Jesus explicitly that Lazarus would have lived if Jesus had just come sooner. Uh, what I love is instead of Jesus getting mad um, at them or anything, he just asked to be directed to where he is. Because Jesus, um, not to have a spoiler or whatever, knew what was coming. And he knew, what, uh, he knew ultimately that he was in control um, regardless of timelines or regardless of anything like that. So... Jesus goes to the tomb, um, and he tells them to roll, to roll the stone away from the tomb and that he is going to call Lazarus out. Now, everyone gets worried when he rolls the stone away because they start saying, Jesus, he's been dead for four days. He's probably going to smell. There's going to be an odor um, that comes out, and Jesus is not phased by that because Jesus knows that what he's about to do is about to be miraculous. So he calls Lazarus out. Lazarus comes and his hands and his feet are bound and there's a covering over his faith, over his face. And Jesus tells him, tells everyone to remove these bondages from him um, and for him to go on his way. So Jesus straight up calls a dude out of a tomb. That's pretty crazy. And there's some takeaways from that. Number one, if you think about it, this could really be a very creepy proper Halloween story um, if it took just a couple more twists because Lazarus came out and he, and he doesn't smell. It's part of the miraculous work of Jesus is that Jesus didn't call Lazarus out as some zombie. You know, when you first, if we were to just tell the story to someone who'd never heard it before or someone who had never um, heard the story at church, they might be like, whoa, 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 Jesus like made a zombie? And they might think it's this crazy thing. That's not what happened. Jesus brought out a living man and miraculously healed him, um, did not just put life into a dead body, like he restored everything about him, and it was just a complete miraculous work, and, and he comes out. But you change a few details on this story, and it's going to be pretty creepy. It might be a one that I tell my kids one day for Halloween. But there's things, there's some takeaways for us. One of the things that we see is that God is sovereign, and God is not just sovereign over um, the small and mundane things in our life, but he's also s sovereign over the huge things in our life, over the things that we have no control over. And God's sovereignty just means just that, that he is in control. So it's been a crazy year of changes and loss for so many of us. We've Last week on the podcast, we talked about 2020. We also talked about 2021 and how 
we're not guaranteed that 2021 is going to be better. 2021 might um, bring with it just as many changes and loss and hard situations as we faced this year. But the confidence that we can have is not a confidence in our circumstances. It's a confidence in our Christ. We can be confident in who God is, not just our circumstances around us. We want to have a faith that's based on um, the quality of our Savior, not the quality of our life. Um, and so Jesus is sovereign and he's in control. Um, so many of us have lost so many things this year, whether it be loved ones, relationships, jobs. Um, we're recording this on Thursday. Last night I lost power. Uh, we're just in a, in a year that seems to be losing a lot of things. But just as we see through the story of Lazarus, Jesus is in control. And if he's in control in, in the sense that he can bring a dead person back to life, and if he's control to the sense that death would not have victory over him when he himself went to the grave, then Jesus is for sure in control of our lives. So the encouragement for us this week would be um, pursue Christ, have faith in him and who he is, um, and have faith in the fact that God is sovereign, that he is in control despite our circumstances. Ashton, do you have anything you want to add? I mean, hearing that story, it's just like the the miraculous part of what's there and just kind of piecing together and listening and just, you know, letting my ears hear, but my heart be open to what the Lord's saying. The, you kind of hit it off and said that this this Halloween is the start of the, the, the four holidays we have mm-hmm. um, leading through. And I just, I look at that and I think that's, it plays to today's very easily in the fact that some people are walking in their death and then brought back to life. Through that, we give thanks mm-hmm. to Christ. In that, we're reborn as Him as we start a new chapter mm-hmm. following Him. And I'm thinking, being brought back, that the death, that scary part, the, the fear that might come with Halloween, thanks with Thanksgiving, birth of Christ, right at Christmas is that celebration and the start of the new year. Like When we take our holidays and we put it in the context of always putting Christ first, like, you know, it doesn't matter what the date is or the the name of the holiday, the sale at the store. Like, literally, there's not a single thing that we can't see Christ in. That's awesome. And so, I mean, like, that's just, that kind of hit me a little side thought. But just knowing that, that encouragement, like you said, we're not promised anything in 2021 other than the fact that we have our Lord and Savior. Mm. That we have that, that we can, when we put our faith in him when we trust in him, when we lean on him for what we need. That's great. I would encourage you to read the story of, of Lazarus. It's um, Read, of course, all of the, the book of John. is so great and encouraging um, in our faith. I would encourage you to read this story. Maybe you've only heard it preached and you've never read it for yourself. It's pretty much the entire chapter of John 11, um, and it's really beautiful. And one of the ways that it ends is that it goes right into, this was kind of the final straw um, for many of the Pharisees when they hear about this is they felt that Jesus was a threat and this was going to be the time that he needed, uh, they, they wanted to um, conspire against him to kill Jesus. Um, and I guess it's the, not to launch into this whole other thing, but the thing that I'm kind of thinking of is Jesus went to the cross very soon after this. It wasn't very long after him um, raising up Lazarus that he himself would go to the cross and then be raised up himself. If I could ask anyone a question from Scripture, I've never considered this, but I might want to ask this. I might want to ask Lazarus what those three days were like 
after Jesus had died on the cross? What did he feel like? Because he probably has a very interesting perspective compared to everyone else because he himself had been dead for several days and had been raised up by God. I wonder what he might have felt like. Might, might he have been really confident? Might he, might he have been looking at all of his friends like, I know something y'all don't. This is about to be cray. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading into it, but Lazarus might have been really cool to have a conversation with um, and just ask him what that would have been like. Um, that's a good picture into my head. Just rambling, chasing rabbits and chasing thoughts around my head. Um, that is all the time that we have for you this week. Thank you for giving us uh, some of your attention. Thank you for spending your time with us. Thank you for hopefully laughing with us, maybe laughing at us, um, and maybe just being encouraged um, by truth from Scripture and truth of who our God is. So this is Alan signing out. Ashton, you got anything? I want to say I love you guys, and uh, we'll be back with you again next week. See you. Peace.